Welcome to Jesus Inside Prison Ministry presents Jesus House with Dr. William Bumpus. We are providing a strong foundation in Christ and preparing men for a successful future. And now, here's Pastor Bumpus. Praise Jesus and welcome to today's program. I am Pastor William Bumpus and you're watching Jesus Inside Prison Ministry, Jesus House Presents. And uh, we come uh, on this station every week at the same time. And we're glad that you have tuned into the program. I trust that the uh, Lord will give us something that will really bless you. So let's go into a word of prayer. And then we'll open up the broadcast. Father, we thank you and praise you for those that are tuned into this telecast. I pray, Father, that you would uh, use us to say something that would inspire them, motivate them, encourage them, those that are watching the telecast. We give you praise, glory, and honor for who you are, what you're doing, and what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. I am excited about being here this week. Uh, we have uh, some letters that I'm going to be sharing with you. Uh, in this next seg segment, but stay tuned to my special book offer, and I encourage you to get one or two of those books. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll be right back. This week's offer is my personal testimony, You Can Be Set Free. There's about 200,000 of them in print. That book tells you about how I lived a life of crime, arrested 23 times, and didn't believe in Jesus. Then one day in jail, I heard the gospel, and God changed my life. This book tells you all about that. Write in today for your personal copy, any size donation to JIPM, P.O. Box 88489, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46208. Praise Jesus. Again, this is Pastor William Bumpers, and if you just tuned into the program, you're watching Jesus Inside Prison Ministry, Jesus House, and of course, I'm Pastor Bumpers, and I'm glad uh, that you tune into the telecast. Uh, I said Pastor Bumpers because I do have a church, and our church is called Faith Center Church International, and we're located at 1634 East Minnesota Street, which is right there at Minnesota and State Street, right behind the Village Pantry. That big church behind the Village Pantry, uh, that's where you can see us every Sunday and every Wednesday, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. So if you ain't got no church home or you're looking for a church home, come there and fellowship with us. And of course, we also have the Jesus House. The physical address of the Jesus House is, is uh, 3402 North Schofield. And uh, Schofield is uh, west of Keystone Avenue. Just before you get to the railroad tracks, two blocks before you get to the railroad track, you'll see Jesus House. We're right on the corner of 3402 Schofield. Feel free to come by. If you need a tour, all you got to do is let us know. We'll be glad to give you a tour. Or if you are a man, we have Bible studies there every day, uh, but they're, main, they're for men, so it is a men's facility. So if you want to come in, check us out, feel free to check us out. This week, I want to share with you some letters that I've received. As you know that uh, we are prison ministry, and uh, right now, according to when you get this telecast, while we're, while we're doing this telecast, uh, we're in lockdown mode, if you, if you will. We're in uh, the, the pandemic, and uh, as a result of that, all prisons across the United States have been uh, closed to all volunteers. So no volunteers that go inside prisons are, are allowed to go inside until uh, this thing is lifted, or we're praying for uh, Jesus to work a miracle, amen, so we can be able to go inside some kind of way, have a uh, uh, yard rallies or whatever, y'all see what I'm talking about, so we can get inside prison. But in the meantime, 
we're doing, we have, uh, we have a, a correspondence ministry, which we've been having that. Uh, and we have a literature ministry where we send in books, Bibles, and all that to men and women, young people that are incarcerated all over the United States. Uh, and so that's where uh, we get mail from. So I got a letter here today from uh, a gentleman in the prison in California. Uh, and he writes, Jesus inside prison ministry. I am interested in changing my life and turning to God. So far, I've been listening to the words of God by reading my Bible daily. I pray down on my knees every day and enjoy serving the Lord. I'm writing because I need prayers. Every day I live in this prison mess. Evil peoples and evil spirits try to tempt me to disobey God's law. Sometimes I feel like it's an evil curse got a hold on me and want me to do sinful things in prison. I could tell you this prison living is not just prison living anymore. It's, an, it's a complete turnoff once others recognize you're worshiping the Lord. I need prayers. I want to become free of sin. Please pray that I stay doing righteous by God. Even though I am living in my last, even though I am living in my last days. Please pray that God and Jesus forgive me of my sins and accept me as a child of God. Pray that the Spirit of God teach and help me how to love others and pray that God let the Holy Spirit guide and lead me on my journey to heaven. Before I became a prisoner, I was a hardcore drug addict and was brainwashed and whitewashed living the fast life in the streets. At times, I said things I shouldn't have said. And I thought things I shouldn't been thinking. I've been having deep di distress according to Matthew 12, 31, 32. I am requesting for prayer and God's mercy and forgiveness and send out prayers for all peoples who let the evilness of this world get the best of them. And also pray that God answers my prayers. Please put me on your prayer list. I love you guys and God bless right back. Well, of course, I did... Uh, respond to this letter. Now, I could tell by his letter, he's asking uh, about changing his life. He's asking you understand about basically getting saved. And at the same time, he's reading the Bible. And at the same time, he's praying every day. Well, by this letter right here, he just needs assurance. You know, he already asked Christ to come to his heart. He's already reading the Bible. He's already praying. He just needs other Christian literature to help him grow in the things of God. That's what I glean from letters when guys write. You know what I mean? I, when he, by this letter right here, I know that he's trying. He's doing his best. But evidently, he's not getting the spiritual nourishment that he would get. If he was outside, we could pass it. We could minister to him. If volunteers would go in, they could minister to him more perfectly. But as I tell guys all the time, when they write me, I, don't, I can't just write back letters. Uh, the reason why is too many of them. So what happens is, and plus I can't write anyway because I'm an approved volunteer for the state of Indiana. So what I tell guys is that if you write me, don't have to be no long letter or anything, then if you got a question about something, put it in the letter, and then I'll send you a book that deals with the question. That way, you understand, you can get a full understanding of that question. You understand both sides of it that I help you grow in the things of God and you can get more of that than you could with me just putting in, putting in, writing in a letter. I mean, I would have to write a book, amen, to deal with every question that comes in. So now I do have books, eight books, 
and some of them, uh, some of those books can answer some of the questions that the guys ask. So when they write, I'll send them a little note, you understand, and I'll send them a book that's dealing with the questions that they're dealing with. So where this guy is concerned right here, uh, he's talking about changing his life, which he already prayed. So his life's already changed. So I need to send him, which is what I already did. I sent him literature. I sent him uh, Faith to Faith by Kenneth Copeland. That's a daily devotional. Uh, I sent him a Bible, y'all stand, that I get from Kenneth Copeland. He donates those Bibles to our ministries. And so we thank God for that. That way we don't have to purchase them. Uh, we send that in. Uh, then we have other Bibles as well, but I generally send those in. I sent him a Bible study course, uh, 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 which is a, an advanced Salvation Army advanced Bible correspondence course that'll get him deep into the word. Now, I, I like that because I took that while I was incarcerated and it ain't no denominational twist to it. And so by that, you understand, he'll begin to learn the word of God and he'll know how the word works and he'll know how to pray the right prayers so that he can begin to live the kind of life that you can tell from his letter he wants to live. So that's the inmate from a prison in California. This letter right here comes from an inmate in Tennessee. Uh, in fact, it's Henning, Tennessee, where we go down there once a year, uh, maybe sometimes twice a year. We have a three, four, sometimes five-day revival. Uh, it's two prisons there. It's a camp on one side. There's a maximum security on the other side. And so I'll take my team down, and uh, for three days, they'll be on one side. Three days, I'll be on the other side. And then we switch up, and I'll go on that side, and they go on that side. And we have a major revival down there every year. And this brother writes, he says, first of all, you all are much appreciated for coming here every year. We talk about you all throughout the year, and hopefully you all will continue to come. I would also pray and hope that you and your family is doing well in the midst of this COVID-19, as well as you, as well as your extended family, and we'll continue to pray that you and your family stay safe. So far, no one on our compound uh, uh, has the virus and pray that it stays this way. During your last trip here at this prison, I asked you if you had any CDs and you told me to give you uh, the address. So here is the address. So he sent me the address of uh, a female friend of his uh, that's incarcerated and he wanted me to send CDs there. So I sent CDs to there. Now her address is in Alabama. So I've sent CDs there, uh, and we already sent CDs to that prison there and DVDs and all of that. So we're doing all that in prisons as well. Uh, if you are a chaplain, by the way, just viewing this telecast, and you want some of our CDs or some of my DVDs or some of my books, all of them are free. We, all you got to do is write me, let me know that you need uh, books. Let me know how many, you know, you, now my, uh, my you, you can be set free book. I give those to chaplain, you understand, it's, eight, it's 76 of them in a case. And so usually when a chaplain writes, I usually send at least two, ca two cases of them. If you need more, all you got to do is write. So if you are a chaplain uh, and you need Christian literature, you understand, some of my books, others, all you got to do is write, we'll send you those Christian books. Uh, my books, we'll send you other books. If you need Bibles, we'll send you Bibles. If you need, uh, if we can send in CDs and, and uh, DVDs, let me know. Every prison you can't send CDs and DVDs in, and every prison you can't send books in. But if you are a chaplain and you want information like that, please feel free to contact us, and we'll be glad to send it off to you. So that was a brother from Tennessee. Uh, this is a letter here that I got from uh, Virginia. As I said, we get letters from convicts 
all over the United States. All right, I have another letter here from uh, Virginia. And they write, uh, hello, and God bless you. Uh, they give their name. And she says, I recently read and sent my significant other the comic pamphlet that you told your story. Now, the comic uh, pamphlet, I haven't offered it on the air yet, uh, is a, a comic that tells my testimony in a comic book form. Uh, I'll never forget when a, a, a company did it for me. They did it. Uh, someone heard my testimony in a Texas. I was in a COPE conference. I'm a COPE member, Coalition of Prison Evangelists. And uh, I'm, I'm a board member of Coalition of Prison Evangelists. And we was having our international conference down in Texas one year. And uh, there's a group called Comics. And they heard my testimony. And the man asked me, said, uh, could I put your uh, comic book, put your testimony in comic book form? So I said yes. And, of course, they did it free of charge, which was a blessing. And sent me uh, thousands of them. Amen. So I have thousands of them. Amen. And, uh of course, I've uh, uh, ordered more since then when we ran out. But that's the comic book that, uh, pamphlet that she's referring to. And, of course, if you write or go on my website, I'll be glad to send those to you, as many of them as you can use. Uh, said, uh, Mr. Bumpers, my boyfriend needs your ministry's guidance as he is currently struggling with every similar issue you once had in your past. Please send to him some pieces of hope. Uh, he is lost but loves God and needs help. And then she sends me his mailing address, which is also in uh, Virginia, uh, specifically Harrisburg, Virginia. Amen. And so, of course, you understand, I sent all that literature out, and I'm waiting for a reply. Usually when I send literature out or answer mail, uh, they write back and let me know that they received it, which is good. They let me know how they enjoyed it. Uh, they let me know, you understand, whether they want any more. And, of course, we always send literature in as long as you let me know you need it. Uh, I tell guys in the joint, uh, you, because I get mail from all over, uh, they don't have to write no long letter. So if I send them Christian literature, I tell them I'll send you Christian literature as long as you let me know you need some more. All you got to do is send me a little note. Don't have to send no letter. Just send me a note saying, Pastor Bubbles, I read the literature. Uh, I'm out. Could you send me some more? And once you do that, then we keep on sending it in. Long as you uh, request uh, literature, we always send it in. So that way, you're, now once, that's something about literature. Once the literature gets inside of prison, it stays there. So not only is the individual that's writing uh, receive that literature, but that inmate who writes and gets that literature, he reads it. Then he usually takes it and give it to a friend. And then they give it to a friend. And then it usually winds up on the desk in there or it winds up in the prison library. In other words, that literature stays in there. And those that are incarcerated read all the time. Amen. So it's a good way to get the gospel inside those inside prison to those that are incarcerated. Well, we thank you for uh, tuning into this telecast. we got a special uh, 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 program that we're going to be showing right after this. I was ministering in a church uh, here uh, in Annapolis, Indiana called New Covenant Church and uh, they're going to be showing uh, part of a service that I had there and so I pray that you stay tuned to this service uh, that and then I'll be back with a closing word. Stay tuned. There's some Christian to tell them, well, you know God, he's a jealous God. You was leaning on your girlfriend too much. So God seen that that was separating you from him. So he moved her out of your life. It's a lie.
Don't get nervous, Grand Prix. I said, that's a lie. I said, what does a temptation, test, and trial come to do? Now, now it ain't like Andre Crouch said, it don't come to make you strong. <laughs> no, temptation, test, and trial come to separate you from God. When you're going through, when, when, when these guys going through stuff like that, what, 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 what does it make you do? It makes you want to go, not go to chapel. It makes you not want to read your Bible because of God, God is so good. Why did this happen? If God is so good, why did this happen? And we need to have an answer for them and let them know God ain't had nothing to do with it. That was the devil. I closed with this several years ago. And that's where I, you know, now when, after I got born again, I heard all that because, I, you know, I heard all that about God, you know, caused all that. But it just didn't gel in my mind. Because I used to, I thought about myself when I first got born again, all the criminal, all the crime I did. You know what I mean? Burglarizing people's houses, sticking up people. You know, that's what I did every day. <laughs> and enjoyed it. I thought that's what I was born to be. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Didn't believe in no God or anything like that. Didn't know no saved people. You know what I mean? And so that's what I did. I stuck up people, burglarized people, kicked doors in. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got arrested 23 times, went to penitentiary four times. Amen. Amen. That's just part of it. And then I got born again. And after I got born again, I started reading all this stuff, how God orchestrated your life. I couldn't, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't know no, no theology. But I just couldn't see how God had me doing all this dirt to all these people just to get me in prison so that I get saved. I said, if that's the way God worked, everybody in prison should be saved. But they wasn't. I knew God ain't had nothing to do with none of the, none of the dirt I did because I didn't know no God. How are you going to have anything to do with it? So I knew, I didn't know what the Bible said then I was learning, but I knew God didn't have me breaking in people's houses, sticking up folk, and, 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 you know, and God planned all that for my life. I didn't have the answer, but I knew God didn't do that. And that's what's got into the word. God got into the word, and I found out, no, God didn't have to do, that, wasn't doing that. It was the devil. Amen. I was a servant of the devil, and I was doing his dirt. And then I got born again. I had to study the Word of God. You understand? Know I found out that's a lot of. Uh, when I first wrote that book, God's Not in Control, years ago, I had a revelation of it out in my spirit. Now I tell you, people all the time, my book, God is Not in Control, is not no deep revelation. I learned it from Kenneth Hagin. That's who I learned it from. I learned it from 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 uh, Fred Price. I, they already, they've been saying, I, I, I learned it from them. The revelation on my book is the title. Not what's in it, what's in the same thing they've been saying, basically. But the title, God is not. And God had me emphasize that word not. And that boy, a lot of religious people, you know what I'm saying, they come up on their book, uh, give it, give it, ah, uh, they scared. No, 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 they don't want to touch it. Because the title, God is not. And I went to, I was up in West Tennessee State Penitentiary, which I'll be there next week. And I'm, and I'm preaching in the, in the chapel there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm preaching on God's not in control. I'm pre preaching, you understand, know that the devil do it, you know, God ain't doing all that. The second night, you understand, know guys was running to the chapel. Now, you ain't supposed to run in that prison, but they running. The officers, hey, hey, hey. The officer said, what y'all got over there in that chapel? You know, they think we got some cookies or some women. Ain't nobody there but me. You know what I'm talking about? Well, they was running to hear the word of God, and 
Come to find out, the brother told me, it wasn't the Christians, it was the sinners that was running. And they was trying to get in there and get, get the seats before the Christians got the seats. Why? Because they was hearing a word that was setting them free because all that time they felt like the reason why they was in prison and all this was happening is because God did that to them because they was bad and blah, blah, blah. And here somebody was in there giving them some word, God didn't do it to you. And it was freeing them up. I was in Michigan City preaching yesterday in Michigan City, Indiana State Prison. Chapel was full. And I'm preaching about how God's a great God and everything. And that service was over with. I looked down, here's a guy standing, sitting down like that, and he's looking at me like this. Well, anytime you're looking at me like that, I got to see why you're looking at me like that. You might be somebody from back in the day. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm talking about? So. So I go down, you know, hey, brother, you know, cautiously, you know, watch and pray. Hey, brother, praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, he says, uh, he didn't shake my hand. He said, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, you know, I used to believe all that. He said, I used to believe all that. He said, uh, I, me and my family went to church all the time. He said, and then one day somebody broke into my sister's house, raped and killed my sister. And he said, then I went to church and I asked the pastor, why did God do that? And he gave me that answer. Well, you got to watch it when he talks like that. God in his infinite wisdom. And he said, I couldn't see how a loving God would allow my sister to be killed like that and raped. And people down the street doing all kind of dirt. He said, that's why I'm here. He's gone, I found out the guy that did it, and I took his life. Now, what kind of religion are you going to give him? Well, I was able to tell him, well, brother, you know what I'm saying? God didn't do it. I said, now, we don't know why she went home. Maybe somebody wasn't praying. We don't know. But, is what I told him. I said, but if she's in heaven, and if she could come back, she wouldn't. I tell guys in the joint, now, this probably don't fit here, but on, yeah, I tell guys in the joint, you know, so you can be the most handsome guy in the world. But if your lady see Jesus, you through. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. You know what I'm <laughs> she ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, 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 you lost, you know. So I let him know, you know, no, God, and, and I was able to let him know God didn't do that. And I was able to pray with him and he rededicated his life to Christ. That's why I know this stuff works, you know what I'm saying? Not, not in enticing word, but demonstration. I'll close with this. There was a guy here years and years ago. Uh, 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 I didn't know him. I didn't know the people or anything. But this guy, he was a truck driver. And he came home one day and he found out his wife had been cheating on him. And uh, he, he heard that she was in this tavern. This is on South Side of Indianapolis years ago. Uh, that, that she was in this tavern. So he decided that he's going to kill her and everybody in there. So he took his rig, you know, see my, you know, without the trailer, and he decided to run it into that bar. And he ran it into the bar, didn't kill her, but ran over some folk. Uh, and so he wound up down in jail. Well, I didn't know him or anybody like it. And his sister or somebody heard about me and asked me would I go down there and pray with him uh, because he was suicidal. And I went down there, you know what I'm saying? I called him out, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Who are you? I said, I'm a preacher. I, I don't hear about no preacher, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I said, well, your sister told me to come down here and pray with you. And so 
we in the booth and he's hollering, why did God let me do that? He said, all the time I was driving that truck, I was praying, God, don't let me do it. God, don't let me do it. Why did God let me do it? I said, because he couldn't stop you. That got him quiet. What? Never heard that. I said, God couldn't stop you. You made up your mind. God can't violate your will. He couldn't stop you. That's why you did it. And I was able to take him from there and let him know it wasn't God's fault. You made that choice. You got to live with that choice. And I prayed with him and led him to the Lord right there. Now, I say that to say because I went to Michigan City another time. And when you go into the door, you come out of, come out of ministry, you go into ACL house, you walk into the chapel door. When I go inside prisons, you know, I'm really sharp, you know, with watch and pray. Amen. Boy, I hadn't even got in the door real quick, and before I could do it, somebody had me from the back. Like this, you know, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm saying, my, oh my God, if this was the enemy, ain't nothing I could do. I couldn't bite him or nothing. I mean, the guy, you know, you know he had me. And it was that guy, oh, Pastor Bubba. I mean, he was, he got time, but he was so glad to see me. You know what I mean? He's doing time, but he was born again, free in Jesus, amen, and was glad to see me, you understand what I'm saying? Because I told him the truth and led him to the Lord. Otherwise, he probably would have committed suicide in that jail. People need to know the truth. God ain't running around here killing people. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. There will be a time when he will be a judge. Hallelujah, I'll be in heaven then. That's called the rapture. Amen. I don't know whether you're going to be here or not. You know, there's some people, y'all saying, believe in mid-trail. And some believe in post-trail. I believe in the first ship. <laughs> Whenever the first trumpet goes, I am leaving on the first load. <laughs> I say amen. That's when I'm leaving here. Amen. Uh, if you want to hang out, praise the Lord. But I'm looking to go, and based on my understanding... Based on my understanding, now, and I close, we know all this is true because when Satan is cast into the lake of fire in the book of Revelation, there'll be nobody getting sick anymore. Nobody be dying. There won't be nothing like that happening no more, which lets me know all of that comes from the devil and not God. Why do bad things happen to good people? There are no good people. Y'all get anything out of that? Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This week's offer is my personal testimony, You Can Be Set Free. There's about 200,000 of them in print. That book tells you about how I lived a life of crime, arrested 23 times, and didn't believe in Jesus. Then one day in jail, I heard the gospel, and God changed my life. This book tells you all about that. Write in today for your personal copy, any size donation to JIPM, P.O. Box 88489, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46208. Amen. I trust that you enjoyed that uh, program. That's a message that I ministered at the New Covenant Church. And if you want the CD of these programs or of that message, all you got to do is contact us and we'll get a CD or DVD out to you. We'll send it to that prison as well. So as we close this week, remember the, my, my uh, uh, offer, uh, the book offer, feel free to get that. Always, remember, you can send your donation to our post office box, if you're writing a check, as to P.O. Box 88489, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46208, or you can donate on our website. We receive all gifts. We pray a hundredfold return on every gift and the giver. 
So until next week, this is Pastor Bumper saying, praise Jesus for he is Lord. God bless you. Thank you for watching Jesus Inside Prison Ministry presents Jesus House with Dr. William Bumpus. To learn more about the Jesus House, to receive books by Pastor Bumpus, subscribe to our podcast, and to support Jesus Inside Prison Ministry, log on to www.jipm.org.